0: And good afternoon, thank you for tuning in, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Man, I'll be honest, I almost didn't want to talk about this, but there's updates on it and I know that you all want to hear about it and I, I hate this story so much because of what happened. So, we ended up hearing that Alyssa Shepard might get out of jail early. Um... And, well, prison, I guess. And, you know, that right away. Because I already told, when when the conviction happened, I she didn't get enough time, in my opinion. And I know that a lot of you really had some hurt feelings when I said that. You know, but as I've said before, nothing takes away from the fact that she erased a fam- an entire family's children. Circumstances don't really matter all that much. Um, she was negligent. She killed a bunch of children. And as a result, needs to be punished. And I, I've told you from the very beginning, she didn't get enough time, in my opinion. She didn't. And I know that some of the people in the audience, they know her. Uh, they were really upset with how I I took that stance on this. But my, my position is consistent and clear. She killed a bunch of children. And she did so in a way that never should have happened. And I I appreciate that it was an accident. That doesn't change the outcome of what happened. Upon hearing the news of a possible early release from prison for Alyssa Shepard, Fulton County Prosecutor's Michael Mars has filed a motion to try and prevent that from happening. Shepard is the woman convicted of hitting and killing three kids at a bus stop near Rochester back in 2018. I'll be honest with you, it feels like it's been a lot longer than that, but... Uh, a year later, she was found guilty and given four years in prison, which in my opinion was not enough. not enough. Sorry little what a year a, a year and a quarter for for a child. Sorry, it's not okay. You know the other kid who didn't die his life has been permanently altered the The trauma I mean, I just I can't imagine I can't imagine sending my kids to the bus stop and the next day having no kids. I can't imagine that. I just can't. However, she's completed some faith-based course while in prison and has received six months shaved off of her sentence. She could get more time off for qualifying for a probation uh, program. And at the time, at the time, when she got, in my opinion, a very light sentence, I also mentioned something else, didn't I? Indiana loves to let people out early and I said watch she will get out early she won't serve that full four years and that is exactly what seems to be happening so the prosecutor has um, filed a motion to block the early release he says you know releasing her early is not justice I agree I don't think that four years was enough and when The mother of those kids attacked her. Remember when that happened in the uh, the court? I I mean, I the fact that they charged her with anything was ridiculous. Uh, I don't remember all the details of what ended up happening with all. I mean, they arrested her and all that stuff. It's like this woman erased your children. You can't take a swing at her. I don't know the law. All that's whatever. Who cares? Forget about the law. Uh, This is. It was inexcusable what she did. The outcome was one of the most horrific things that that I have ever heard. And she got only four years. And now she might get out earlier? If she stayed in for the full four years, it's not justice. Now she's going to get out, maybe, get out earlier? Come on. And I know that I'm not the only person who believes this. I, I know that I'm not. I mean, the, the details of this case, we, we talked about, I know, ad nauseum. It, it was all over here. But it was something that drew a lot of passion from many of you. And a lot of you didn't like what I had to say about it. And and at the end of the day, my my position has always been very consistent. This woman, it doesn't matter what happened. Her negligence. Killed three children and maimed another. And that doesn't get to just quietly go away. It was her negligence that caused that. Kid didn't run out in front of her. She's the one that ignored the school bus signs. Her bizarre explanation of not realizing it was a school bus. I I just, I I don't know what to say with that. I really don't. But children are dead. She gets four years, which is extremely light. And now they want to let her out. And as I've told you before, I don't have any hard feelings towards this woman. I am cognizant that she has kids of her own. And as I said before, the the good news is for her children is that they'll get to see mom again. The other family doesn't get to see their kids again. And four years is extremely light. And I have seen far more heinous, I should say, far less heinous crimes where they've gotten a lot more time in this state and in others. And I was I was blown away at how easy of a time she had of this. And it it, again, this I think part of this comes from I come from a place where parents leave their children to cook to death in their cars all the time and they never go to prison, ever. Every single year where I'm from, in the middle of the desert, children die in a hot car, and mom and dad never go to jail. It's always an accident. The child's death is punishment enough. And at some point in time, you've got to set an example so people don't do this. And I have been telling you from the moment that I moved here, The way that we enforce school zones and stuff here is the weakest I have ever seen anywhere in the country. The first week of school, school zones are enforced. Drop my kid off to school almost every single day, and what do I I see constantly? Somebody tailgates me when I drop down to 25 miles an hour to pull in. They're all trying to speed around me. Is there a cop around? Nope. There was the the first week of school, though. So that was nice. I appreciate that. That was, that was nice for that one week. And it's been that way the entire time that I'm here. I mean, it's just one of the most bizarre things that I have ever seen. And it's again, I've told you before, it comes off to me like this community doesn't care about kids. And I know that that's not true because we're in Indiana for crying out loud, but it comes off that way. And if you don't want to enforce the school zones, that's fine. Take the school zones out, (laughs) just put warning signs up, but you know, She ignored everything, and her story made no sense. It never did. I don't know anybody who listened to her explanation of what happened as any kind of a justification. She ignored the school bus. She ignored the signs on the side of the bus. She ignored the lights on the bus. She ignored all the kids standing around, all of that. And, you know, I assumed that she was distracted. But that apparently was not the case. At least that's what was officially um, argued. Was that she was not distracted. But it, it just at the end of the day, this woman's actions and her negligence erased three beautiful young lives and ruined another one. Well, I shouldn't say ruined. Severely traumatized another. And she gets four years, and now she might get out early. It's not okay. It's not. It's not okay. And I said, I was going to avoid talking about this because I hate the story. I hate everything about it. And, you know, there's really two stories locally that I despise discussing. And this is one of them. But I had to let you know that at least the prosecutor is trying to block the early release because at least somebody's trying to do some good. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I just can't win, dude. I can't. I can't win. I was in a decent mood, Josh. I was. I was in a decent mood. Not anymore. Got to talk about Shepard getting out early after snuffing the lives out of three innocent children, ruining the life of a fourth. And now in the Discord server, people post uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw is like, oh, hey, You know, the uh, transportation... Hey, who's the transportation secretary again, Josh? Who's that? Oh, that's former Mayor Pete Buttigieg. The guy who couldn't get transportation right in this city. MIA. I went over, did I or did I not, Josh? Went over a whole list of crap the transportation secretary is supposed to do that has been affecting the supply chain, and Pete Buttigieg was gone, right? He was gone. And whoever was supposed to be handling it for him... By the way, why is it that Pete Buttigieg has a history of disappearing when there's controversies going on? And the police tape thing? Oh, right as the police tape thing was going to court, Pete Buttigieg volunteered to go to Afghanistan and get out of Dodge. And didn't tell anybody he volunteered, because if he volunteered, people would demand that he step down. He was asked point blank numerous times whether he volunteered or or was called up. And he wouldn't tell anybody. We didn't find out until after his deployment was over that he volunteered to go. And he left an underling in charge of the city. He doesn't get any of the blame for the underling stuff, right? <laughs> it's not like it's not like Pete Buttigieg is controlling the city of South Bend from Afghanistan. And now there's a huge transportation issue. Pete Buttigieg, what, where is he? Gone. Gone. Not doing the things a transportation secretary is supposed to do. It's almost like that radio host, whose name runs with Casey, like that guy told everybody it would be a bad idea to put this dude in charge of transportation. The Chinese ambassador position, perfect for him. <laughs> perfect for Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> so, so Pete Buttigieg is MIA, and now we find out that on November 12th, a flipping documentary about him is coming out on Amazon? Well, I guess we know what he's been doing. What do you think the over/under is on Pete Buttigieg's adoption being a big central part of this documentary, Josh? What do you think? What do you think the over/under is? So, so while the Amazon film crew was there filming Pete Buttigieg on his paternity leave, which I'm a huge advocate for, not in the middle of a crisis when your job is important, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you think that adoption? What do you think how much of that's going to take it up? Here's the thing: the cover of this is Pete and Chastin. Here's the post from Amazon Studios. The documentary, an Amazon original documentary. Mayor Pete? <laughs> They're going to run with this forever. Win or lose their story changed history. How? I, I've i been, Josh, how long have I been asking how? I've been asking how for like 10 minutes. How? How did their story change history? Other than Pete's mom really not liking me, how has their story changed history? You remember when they tried to say he was the first openly gay cabinet member? No, Richard Grinnell, Republican. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah, but Richard Grinnell was interim. It doesn't count. What? (laughs) Did he or did he not have the full power of the position? Oh, my gosh. It's Okay, again, I I asked this question. How has Pete and Chaston's story changed history? I'll wait. 574-2595-953. I'll wait. I'm I'm dead serious. I know there's a bunch of you Pete acolytes out there, including a bunch of people who hated Pete's guts until he ran for president, and then all of a sudden, I'm on Team Pete because he's from the hometown. Oh, I remember all of you. Uh Uh-huh. I remember all of you. Um, the phone's not ringing, Josh. Why isn't it ringing? Anyway, I'll go slower with the phone number. 574, because you have to dial 10 digits now, Josh. 574-2595-953. How did Pete and Chaston's story change history? I'm waiting. I'm going to pull in Alec Baldwin here. Uh, do we have any phone calls, producer? Producer, has anybody called? Mom, don't call me. OK, because that's, that's what happened. For Those of you, have you even heard the, the Alec Baldwin radio audition? Josh, you've never heard. OK, Josh has homework. Um, I, how? How has this changed anything in history? How? How? All right. Got news for you. Not the first gay cabinet member. OK. First openly gay guy to run for president, I think. But he got his butt kicked. He got walloped. So there's, oh, somebody's actually calling. All right. Might be Alec Baldwin, though. So there's that um which i guess you could say is a historical thing. All right, fine. Okay. He ran he ran for president, okay? First openly gay, not the first gay, but the first openly gay guy to run for president. Okay. There's that. Um not the first gay couple to adopt. I'm I'm just how did they change history? How did their story change history? And the answer is it hasn't. But they are so desperate for Pete to be president. When you flash back in time, brand new radio host in South Bend, don't know a bunch about the community. There's a candidate named Pete Buttigieg. I can't pronounce the guy's name. Um, I I probably spend five minutes with him before we go on the air, getting the pronunciation of his name correct. Okay. And by the way, the pronunciation that. Pete Buttigieg, told me that day is not the name he used when he ran for president. FYI. And I interviewed the guy who's running for mayor. He walks out of the studio. Nice guy. I've told people before, I don't have a personal problem with Pete. Other than politically, he is a radical leftist who for some strange reason some of you morons think is a moderate. And he is a pathological liar. But as far as his personality, nice guy. Nothing wrong with him, personality-wise. Politics, as scary as it gets. And Pete Buttigieg walks out, goes out, hangs up right, tries to find his way out of the studio. No handlers, he's by himself. And I go, he's running for Senate. And my producer at the time thought that me being new to town had mistaken what race he was running. no, no, he's running for mayor. I said, no, no, you misunderstand me. He's running for Senate. This is the pit stop. This guy doesn't want to be mayor. That's not his goal. He didn't care about being mayor. This is a guy who wants to be in Washington, D.C. I know the type. I've been around the type my entire adult life. I know exactly who they are. I can spot them a mile away. I oftentimes know who they are before they do. He walks out and I told everybody that he's running for Senate. Said, so look for him to, you know, he'll fill out his terms and he'll run for Senate. Senate got blocked. He can't run for Senate. Tries to run for Senate, he'll lose. He knows that. So the opportunity comes up for him to run for president after being recruited to run for DNC chair. And that's what happens. Just like in South Bend, Pete Buttigieg doesn't connect with any black voters anywhere and he gets walloped. Now he's the transportation secretary. And in 10 months of being transportation secretary, transportation is screwed up everywhere. And you don't have things on your shelves. And we're at a point now where people in Washington, D.C. and people in the media are telling you to get comfortable not having things on the shelves because I think it was the quote. You've been spoiled for too long. Yeah, that's... Being spoiled kind of comes with being the most dominant country in human history. Like, that's kind of a thing. Never forget, they want you to get comfortable not having things on the shelves. And they want you to get comfortable with not buying stuff. Because they want to buy it first. They want to have a nice holiday. They don't care about you. So they want you to sacrifice because they don't want to sacrifice. Win or lose their story changed history. How in the hell did it do that? The answer is it didn't. Unless, of course, you're making a propaganda piece to get somebody present. As I told you before, the plan is Biden for two years, Kamala takes over, Pete becomes VP. I've been telling you this for a long time. Got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. MNC news time is 5.31. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. Reminds me, I gotta, I gotta post the video of my uh, segment where I pointed out that Pete Buttigieg was not acting like a man. <clears throat> Speaking of men, let's talk about dads on duty. And if you have not seen this story, I mean, this is amazing. And I had the story for today's docket anyway, and then I saw that Jason Whitlock wrote an article about it. And I'll usually use something from Jason Whitlock on this show. It's been that way for, gosh, over 10, over 10 12 years now. Um, the last time I interviewed him was in Las Vegas. And I, I keep saying I should probably try and get him on the show again. But now he's probably much more difficult to get than he used to be. Men are the vaccine. An injection of masculine male energy can improve every problem plaguing America. And I wholeheartedly agree with him. And here's the thing, before I go further into this, this is not an attack on women or moms or anything else. In spite of the fact that women and moms frequently attack men. I think that when you point out the importance of men, the easiest way for you to say this is over 83% of people incarcerated didn't have dad at home. And I'm sorry, that's not a coincidence. It's not. Teenage girls who get pregnant mostly didn't have dad at home. You can start going through the list. And our society has cast fathers aside and men aside in general while pretending that women are oppressed in our country when they're not. At the end of the day, Men and fathers are extraordinarily important. So are moms, so are women. But if you don't acknowledge the contribution that men make in the fabric of society, things are just going to continue to get worse. Southwood High School in Louisiana took the jab earlier this month. After three straight days of on-campus violence, And 23 students arrested. Was it Clay High School had the big brawl here last week, right, Josh? A group of 40 fathers injected themselves into the school. The violence stopped the day that dads on duty started walking the hallways and greeting students as they entered the building. CBS Evening News spotlighted the dads on Friday in a two-minute story. For the record, I am shocked That any major media outlet would cover this. Because it paints men in a good light. And that's just not something that we do in our society. But they did. The story spread virally overnight throughout the weekend. Even on masculinity hostile Twitter, the story was well received. It had 61,000 retweets, 160,000 likes, more than 10 million views. All that had to happen. And the the school let it happen. 40 dads showed up and said, we're going to be here. And the violence stopped. Wouldn't that be great if we could duplicate that all over the country? And we've talked about things like this previously with veterans, but you know what? Maybe it just takes a dad. No more coming up. 95.3 MNC. I got an update on Kyle Rittenhouse. We told you yesterday that there were some hearings and things of that nature. The prosecution <clears throat> was trying to um, prevent the the uh, the other, <clears throat> excuse me, the people that, that he shot, they were trying to prevent them from being being labeled as arsonists and rioters. Uh, <laughs> and they were trying to get a couple of other things done, too. But the Wisconsin judge, Bruce Schroeder, laid out the final ground rules on evidence for the Kyle Rittenhouse trial at a pretrial hearing yesterday. Schroeder ruled on several motions from both the prosecution and the defense relating to terminology, evidence, and use of force. The The prosecution had sought to bar the defense from referring to the men allegedly shot by Rittenhouse as rioters or arsonists, but Judge Schroeder denied that request and said, uh, if more than one of them were engaged in arson riding and looting, I'm not going to tell the defense. You can't call them that, the judge said. <laughs> the judge also ruled that uh, Gage Gross Grosskreutz, uh, Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber, the two latter of which were killed as they pursued Rittenhouse, could not be referred to as victims. The word victim is loaded. The judge said, "Alleged victim is a cousin to it." <laughs> so, it the ground rules at least have been uh, levied in Rittenhouse's favor to help the uh, the defense here. So, good. I'm glad to hear that. That story will be in the Daily Show prep as well. Go to the Burning Truth.us, sign up for the free newsletter, get the Daily Show prep, listen to the podcast, watch the live streams. You have a wonderful night. Bill O'Reilly's up next.